Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the OFNT podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart New Tech. I'm your host and resident old fart, Jim Schaefer, and the podcast, at least to me, is The New Tech. I hope this finds you well and you're having a great week. At the jab, the CDC has relaxed recommendations on mask use. We're free. Oh, did you know that vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting the virus? Better keep those pesky masks on in crowds. Well, first it was toilet paper. Then it was sanitizer. Idiots are now hoard buying gasoline, and some are paying for it with their vehicle. After it catches fire while transporting said gasoline. Hey, are you stepping up and paying $2.99 for a Twitter subscription? No! Didn't think so. I wonder who Bill Gates has angered. If you haven't noticed, he's being canceled as I record this. I also had a rare sighting of an Apple Maps vehicle this week. And I'm thinking of getting a Chromebook to play around with. And another thing, no one seems to have gotten that Linda Borman joke from last episode. <laughs> Just Google her. You'll get it. <laughs> Tech news. There's rumors bouncing around the interwebs from many sources that Samsung will be ditching its proprietary operating system, Tizen, or it's just starting to. Samsung had its own Linux-based OS called Bada. Tizen was backed by Intel and others as a replacement for Migo, the old uh, operating system Nokia used for their N9 phone, which I lusted after heavily back in the proverbial day. Anyway, Samsung merged Bada with Tizen and started developing for it by courting many former Nokia coders. A smattering of smartphones based on Tizen was released by Samsung, with the last being in 2017. So it's safe to say that Tizen on smartphones is dead, but Samsung uses the operating system for its television sets and wearables. Oops, it's official. Tizen is combining with Wear operating system, or Wear OS, Google and Samsung announced at Google I.O. Old Sammy has gone full in with Google. Speaking of rumors, there's one making the rounds that the redesigned Apple AirPods will be released on Friday, May 28th. 
Supposedly, these will resemble the current AirPods Pro design, minus the ear tips. Well, time will tell. AndroidAuthority.com has an article which says that spatial and lossless audio formats will be supported by Apple Music starting this June. The price for all this? It's free. Well, in order to reap the benefits of spatial audio, you'll have to have headphones compatible with the format, like AirPods Pro and even the regular AirPods. To enjoy lossless audio, however, you need wired headphones. It's a Bluetooth bandwidth thing. Spotify will support lossless audio formats, but at a price. I guess this is a move to counter Spotify's podcast subscription service, which the company has vowed not to take a cut of the revenue for three years, while Apple's own subscription service will take a heavy 30%. Well played, Tim Apple. Well played. TheVerge.com is reporting that Qualcomm is the latest major company to announce that it will not be attending Mobile World Congress, MWC, scheduled for June this year. The MWC was one of the first major conferences to cancel last year as the spread of COVID started to gain steam around the world. I recall being on a lunch break and reading all about the major companies pulling out of last year's event. That's when I realized COVID was for real. It looks like they might have to cancel again this year, unfortunately. BGR.com has published renders based on leaks of the upcoming Google Pixel 6 from the YouTube channel Front Page Tech, and I have to say, the phone looks awesome. I thought last year's Pixel 5 was pretty hot too, but this blows the look of the 5 away. Supposedly, this phone will be powered by a google design chip for the first time. I think it's Project White Castle. Anyhow, I'm impressed by the design of this new Pixel. Well, I watched Google I.O., and here are the things that stood out for me. Like Microsoft Teams, Google is improving Meet with auto camera and picture adjustment using AI. Next, Google wants a password-free future with features that are already present in Apple's iOS and Mac OS. I'm not knocking this, but been there, done that. Apple, I mean, uh, Apple. Google is going big on mobile augmented reality, in which they have dipped their toe in before. Search and Maps will have it built in, and I guess this is a preemptive strike on Apple's AR plans. Google is beefing up their shopping integrations to take on Amazon. Now, I've used Google Shopping in the past, back when I also used that memory-sucking browser known as Chrome. I remember it as being convenient, but I don't know if the prices were as good as Amazon's. Next up, Google Photos now does what Nokia and Apple have done before them, live photos. They announced it like they invented the format, just like Apple does. Material design, the design language of Android, has been updated and will be implemented across all Google hardware and software. I like it. It looks good. Also, the leaked slides were all correct. Android 12 looks beautiful and will be available for all Pixel models, starting with the Pixel 3. Good job on this. Tighter integration with Chrome OS, which gives an iOS, Mac OS comparable experience. Looks good, and it's about time. Android Auto copies Apple with digital keys for your vehicle. Speaking for myself, no thank you. Wear OS and Tizen have indeed been combined, and Google promises better battery life, which is always welcome. That and with the leaks of the Pixel Watch, we might finally have a competitor to the Apple Watch. 
If I was still in the Android ecosystem, I'd be very pleased at these developments. Next was the inclusive camera. And now I've seen everything. This was a virtual signal that came out of nowhere. Even the live audience, which was comprised of Google employees, didn't seem very enthusiastic about that. This camera will supposedly take more accurate pictures of people of color. And finally, it was Project Starline. And it's the closest thing to a personal hologram I've ever seen. Unfortunately, it won't be coming to a screen near you anytime soon. At my stage of life, I'll probably never see it. Throughout the I.O., Google, of all companies, stressed how secure their devices were and how much they respect your privacy. <laughs> they also announced that Android has surpassed 3 billion active devices. I sat there and thought about all that data feeding into the Googleplex. I'll be sticking with the Apple ecosystem. I must say, though, that this was the best Google I.O. I've ever watched. And for the first time in a long time, Google kind of had me excited about Android. And speaking of the Apple ecosystem, I'm torn between waiting for the replacement model of the 27-inch Intel-based iMac and just throwing in a towel and getting one of the colorful 24-inch M1-powered iMacs. I mean, you know, I'm not even close to being a power user, and I use a 24-inch monitor at work just fine. I'm also worried about the price of the replacement for the 27-inch iMac. And if I were to get the colorful 24-inch iMac, I'd get it with 16 gigs of RAM and a 1 terabyte SSD. That would drive the price up to $2,000, though. And that Apple tax is a tough nut to crack. And lastly, no more space gray accessories from Apple, according to a story from TheVerge.com. Shortly after the release of the iMac Pro back in 2017, Apple started selling space gray, well, the color is really black, mice, magic keyboards, and magic trackpads. And they came with uh, black lightning charging cables. And the tech press thought this was pretty cool. Well, I bought a couple of those space gray mice because they went better with my two uh, MacBooks. You know, this makes me wonder what colors the new larger screen iMacs are going to come in. I hope they stick to basic colors. Tech I'm using. Microsoft has finally released its Teams app for iOS and Mac OS. Goodbye, Glip. I hardly knew ye. I use Teams at work and replace Skype for business, and it's awesome. So if you need to telework or have online meetings, do yourself a favor and jettison Zoom and use Teams. Hey, I got a couple of iOS updates last week, and I'm happy to report that CarPlay is working fine again. Siri has resumed reading back messages and driving directions. Oh, lucky me. When I first started wearing my Aura Smart Ring, I was dismayed that it could not track naps. I was up, upset because I worked the overnight shift and my sleeping schedule reflected that. I would get home in the morning, grab about four hours of sleep, get up and do some things, then after dinner, go back to bed and try to catch a couple more hours before work. Aura software would track the morning sleep, but not the nap. This had me scratching my head because my old abandoned motive ring had no problem doing so. Well, I received an email from Hour Today saying that nap tracking has been implemented. A little too late for me, but nice anyway. 
Now, if they would start tracking activity between midnight and 4 a.m., but am I asking too much? Entertainment news. Well, AT&T has spun off Warner Media and merged it with Discovery Plus to better compete with Netflix and Disney Plus. A lot of cash has changed hands, and I can't believe the Discovery-owned properties are worth those billions. The only Discovery Network property I have watched in the past and might watch in the future is the ID channel. It's sort of a cornucopia of true crime stories. Although most of the shows on the network start the same with a jogger or someone similar discovering a bag of human bones, which turn out to be, be a woman's. And here's a spoiler. Husbands slash boyfriends are almost always guilty of the murder. The fun part of these shows is how they arrive at the guilt. I guess a would-be wife-slash-girlfriend murderer can watch these shows and try not to get caught. Other than that, there's nothing else. I fail to see what's the upside, besides a load of cash from Discovery, for AT&T is... Rumors abound that Amazon is seeking to purchase MGM, home of the James Bond franchise of films, along with others. The purchase would give Amazon access to 4,000 film titles and nearly 18,000 episodes of television shows. Being that I already subscribe to Prime, I would look forward to this if it really happens. And finally, have you noticed that Holly Weird has gotten very quiet since Orange Man Bad has left the scene? It's as if the air has been sucked out of the bubble in which these empty vessels reside. All we have now is fading or faded actors announcing various pronouns to the world to try and draw attention to themselves. Pathetic. Podcast News Well, the first annual Ambie Award Ceremony was held last week. The Ambies are an award given to podcasts in various categories by the Podcast Academy. When this academy was being formed, they kept telling everyone that the independent podcaster would not be ignored. <clears throat> well, they lied. Of the 23 awards given out, it appears maybe, maybe one of them was independent. All the rest were given to shows produced by the big-moneyed networks. For example, Wondery, owned by Amazon, the BBC, and either NPR or NPR-owned entities. So much for the non-financed independents. A lot of independent podcasters joined this academy on the promise of being included. It cost $100 a year to join, and you had to have been podcasting for over a year and be recommended by an academy member. To submit your show for consideration, you had to pay $100 per category. I wonder how many independents nominated their shows only to be surpassed by the big boys, the big networks. They never had a chance. As I stated in a previous episode, you might as well just flush your money down the toilet. I predict a mass exit of independent podcasters from the Academy next year. They won't be renewing their memberships. If you look at the board of this organization, you'll find it's made up of members of the networks who receive the bulk of the awards. My advice is to let the bigwigs have their organization. Maybe someday there will be an organization that will represent independence. Oh, and if you're interested, Podcast of the Year went to Dying for Sex by Wondery. 
According to an article on InsiderRadio.com, the podcast hosting service Libsyn's management is in turmoil with the newly appointed CFO resigning and the old CFO suing them for over $1 million. I've chronicled the misfortunes of this company in previous episodes. I think Libsyn was the biggest host in podcasting for so long that they developed a certain arrogance. Their place has been overtaken by true big media companies, and even the small independent hosting services have caught up in overtaking them. They've cleaned up their archaic interface, but as far as I know, still charged by the megabyte. They've lost most, if not all, of their big shows, and those were the ones that were paying the bills. Continuing with InsideRadio.com, what's going on with Joe Budden and his podcast network? After quitting being a Spotify exclusive and becoming an independent, something I applauded when it happened, he formed his own podcast network, monetized via Patreon, and stated to the podcast press that this was the future and this was the way to go. Last week, he fired his two co-hosts mid-episode of his popular long-running podcast, the Joe Budden Podcast. This week, he was forced to issue an apology to a host of a show on his network. The host was from the show C, The Thing Is, who accused him of sexual harassment. That podcast is no longer on Budden's network. Now, maybe it's the pressure of running a network and having to provide customer service to each individual host is weighing on him. I wish him good luck and hope he straightens things out over there. I like to play around with podcast playing apps known as podcatchers back in what some people refer to as the day in a never-ending quest to find the best one. Though my old go-to app, Overcast, has recently adopted the podcast index, and even though I got in before it was a subscription app, I don't get all the features. The developer really wants that monthly subscription money. Well, I've narrowed my search down to two apps, Pocket Casts and Castomatic. Though both are subscription-based, Pocket Cast is just $2.99 per year, which gives you some features, while Castomatic gives you all the features up front, but asks for a donation of $8.99 per year. Both are reasonably priced, and both are nice, polished apps. I'm leaning towards Castomatic because, unlike Pocket Casts, it's from an independent developer. Pocket Cast is owned by a consortium of so called public radio broadcasters like NPR and the BBC. What app do you use for listening to podcasts? Time for a rant. I was going to rant about traffic and drivers I'm now re-encountering during my commute to work, but a couple of incidents had me change my mind. I don't know if it's the stress from the increase of business during COVID, or it really is open season on old white dudes such as myself, but I'm getting attitudes from servers at fast food places. I've had two instances within the last month, and it's not just my perception. My wife, who would be considered a vaunted person of color, has witnessed it also. Both incidents were with white females, I must note. The first one was while placing an order face-to-face, not on a drive through and the server was not or mishearing my order, so I would correct her, which would provoke a dirty look and an okay from her. I must mention, I'm not raising my voice or getting upset. Now, until the third dirty look and okay, I didn't say anything. But on that one, I asked her why I was getting an attitude. And she said that I, the customer, had the attitude. 
Well, I had enough, so I canceled my order, and as my wife and I were exiting the establishment, we were subjected to a mumbled verbal outburst, low-key, but not low enough to escape from being heard. I responded with hand gestures as I completed my exit. Now, I'm not proud of that, but I got caught up in a moment. The second one occurred on a drive through line. While being handed my order, I noticed we were short one beverage. After pointed, pointing it out to the server, again, I got the evil eye and then, I know that, in a not-so-nice tone of voice. The second server, who appeared to be Hispanic, saw what was going on and rushed over to finish giving me my order. Now, I really don't know if these two episodes have anything to do with me being an old white guy, but it just seems weird out there lately. It's not that these food service industry workers are making minimum wage. Here in the formerly great state of New York, you start at $15 per hour. Perhaps these two fine young women have realized that their degrees in gender or women's studies just aren't getting them that plush executive job they thought they deserved upon their graduation. Hey, don't take it out on other people, though. That was your choice. I wish there were some way to stop these expensive colleges and universities from offering these worthless degrees. And to think, during my youth, a bachelor's in anthropology was considered a joke degree. Episode 80 has a fork stuck in it, so I pronounce it done. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you, and I hope you found it worthwhile. You can always contact me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com, if you are so inclined. Tell me what you liked and disliked. I'd love hearing from you. Be safe, and I'll see you next week. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Hey, summer promises to be maskless, so rip yours off. And get off my lawn. I'm out. See you next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.